This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as personalized medical advice. Menopause can be a dreaded topic, but the more you know, the better you can plan and know what to expect. So today we're joined by Donna Lee, a member of the Women's Health Team at Skagit Regional Health, who will fill us in on what we need to know. Welcome to Be Well with Skagit Regional Health. I'm Maggie McKay. Thank you so much for being here today, Donna. I can't wait to talk more with you about this important topic. Thank you for having me. I think a lot of women don't really know the definition of menopause until they're approaching it. So let's start with that. How is menopause defined? So technically, menopause is defined as one full year without any menses or any period. And we don't know when that year is up until you've had those 12 months. So you could go 10 months and think, oh, I'm finally in menopause. And then you have another period. And then your clock starts over from that month. And you need to go another 12 months without a period to officially be in menopause. And tell me about the stages of menopause. Once I was watching Oprah years ago, actually decades, and there was an expert on, and they said, from beginning to end, it takes about 14 years. And I was horrified. I think I was in my 20s maybe. But so tell us about the stages. There's perimenopause and menopause and postmenopause, right? Yes. I guess if you could say it's 14 years, the time from age 40, a woman can be entering menopause and perimenopause. Perimenopause is defined as when the menstrual cycles start to become more irregular. Women could start to have periods that are further apart or a little bit longer in length or skipping an entire month. And this can go on for several years. And then menopause is any time after the 12 months without a period, then you're officially in menopause. And any time after that is considered postmenopausal. That just doesn't seem fair that we have to even have postmenopause. We already went through the other two. <laughs> What's the point? What is the point of postmenopause? Well, I think it just it defines your state of your postmenopausal. So you do not have periods anymore. So, what are the symptoms of all these stages? Symptoms can start very slowly in the 40s. And we see a lot of women that have symptoms but are still having regular periods. And this could be women that have a hot flash occasionally, but not regularly, periods that are irregular. Vaginal dryness can also be a symptom. And these symptoms can wax and wane. A couple hot flashes does not necessarily mean a woman will be in menopause within a couple months. It's just a symptom of a perimenopausal period. You mentioned that the average age is maybe beginning at 40. Is that pretty much across the board for experiencing symptoms at least? It's normally age 45, but we do see symptoms starting at age 40. So age 45 and typically menopause is age 51. And what about prevention or treatments? What are available for the symptoms? Well, the best really prevention for menopausal symptoms is just having good health habits. So this can mean exercising regularly, maintaining a healthy diet, and quitting smoking. And those three things will keep you in the best health going into and through menopause. Donna, what are some treatments that are available for symptoms? So for hot flashes or hot flushes, 
a lot of lifestyle changes can be helpful to help with hot flushes. And this would include changing bedding, avoiding alcohol before bedtime, different sheets, even sleeping with a fan, that can be very helpful. We try these lifestyle changes before we try other methods to help with hot flushes. And for vaginal dryness, there are over-the-counter remedies we can try, and there are also vaginal estrogen creams we can use that are very helpful for vaginal dryness. So hormone therapy, I know there are pros and cons, and we hear a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. So what is the actual story on that? Hormone therapy can be very helpful for the right women. Some women are not good candidates for hormone therapy, and this would be women that have had a prior history of breast cancer, a prior history of stroke or heart attack, or blood clots. Those women would not be good candidates, but they can certainly talk to their health professional about hormone therapy. The ideal woman for hormone therapy would be someone who's less than 10 years away from their final period. So they are in the first 10 years of menopause, and they don't have high blood pressure or uncontrolled cholesterol, and they're suffering from symptoms such as hot flashes that are causing sleep disturbance, vaginal dryness, and even if they're at high risk for osteoporosis, those women would be good candidates for hormone therapy. And what are the pros and cons of hormone therapy? The pros, I will tell you that it does help with hot flashes, vaginal dryness, and prevention of osteoporosis. It also has been shown to reduce the risk of colon cancer. So those are the pros of hormone therapy. The cons are that there is an increased risk of breast cancer in women who use hormone therapy. And the risk is eight additional women in 10,000 will get an invasive breast cancer. And it also increases the risk of heart attack. And it's another very small percentage. It's an additional seven women out of 10,000. And it also increases the risk of stroke and blood clots. That sounds scary. I mean, you can understand why people think, uh, maybe I'll just take my chances. Yes, it does. And a lot of the studies, a study that was released 20 years ago, did look at women who were using hormone therapy and came up with some of these numbers that pointed to the increased risk. However, when we looked at the numbers further, we saw that the risk was increased for women who were in menopause and starting hormone therapy later than 10 years after menopause. So these were women who were starting hormone therapy at age 60 or even 70, and it increases your risk. But if you are starting hormone therapy within that 10-year or 5-year age from the start of menopause, the risk is greatly reduced. Donna, how does sexual health change after menopause? Well, as we discussed, there is an increase of vaginal dryness in menopause. And we treat this by vaginal estrogen, which is not an oral estrogen, and so it's much safer for women who can't tolerate or shouldn't have oral estrogen. So vaginal estrogen can be inserted and used two to three times per week. We also really encourage the use of vaginal lubricants, which can be purchased over the counter. 
and understanding that there's still sexual life after the age of 50 or 60. Look at the golden bachelor. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Look at them. <laughs> oh my goodness. So should women still have annual checkups and regular pap smears once they enter menopause? Is that still necessary? Absolutely. And it does get to be more important as there's changes that you don't necessarily bring up with your primary care provider. Pap smears can end at age 65 as long as the most recent pap smears have been normal. So those can end. However, we still recommend a pelvic exam every year. And there are many reasons for this. We want to look at the tissue. And as we discussed, the woman may need some vaginal estrogen. We also check for any lesions. There's vulvar cancers. We talk about incontinence and pelvic floor. How's the pelvic floor health? And we also look at prolapse, which is a pelvic floor prolapse, which we can treat with exercise and sometimes surgery. There's so much going on in our bodies. It's just, it's uh, mind blowing actually. Well, this has been such useful information. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Again, that's Donna Lee. If you'd like to learn more, please visit SkagitRegionalHealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out our entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm Maggie McKay. Thanks for listening. This is Be Well with Skagit Regional Health.